This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar, because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressured to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that I personally don't follow closer. It's it's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. Now, from the home of the blues, Chicago, Illinois, welcome to Guitar Talk with your host, Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have an outstanding show uh, for you today. I mean, I'm all stoked, man. I got the show going on. This is a really cool interview, really great band, and I am preparing myself emotionally and mentally for Nashville NAM uh, coming up, leaving tomorrow for that, and uh, equally <laughs> is enthused. Uh, for the opportunity to hang with Brent Mason on Thursday night at 3rd and Lindsley. That's going to be a great show. Possibly hanging with Larry Carlton on Friday at the uh, Franklin Theater. Man, I, I am I am on fire, man. I am, whoo, it's, <laughs> it's red hot. What else is red hot is that the fact that Guitar Talk is brought to you today by Charlie and John's hand-wound USA-made guitar strings. I tell you what, I use them myself. They are long-lasting. They sound vibrant. One of the best strings that I've ever used in in my entire life. It is a premium, premium premium-made string. You'll notice the difference. That's charlieandjohns.com. Also, we're brought to you by GuitarsForVets.org. It's an organization that helps U.S. veterans uh, with PTSD through the gift of guitar and music. I'm proud to be an ambassador uh, for Guitars for Vets alongside with great players like Tommy Emanuel and Scott Ian and Sully Erna and many, many others. Uh, to find out how you can help and donate uh, to help a veteran uh, with PTSD through the gift of guitar, you'll go to, go to guitarsforvets.org. Now, today, you know, I've got a young player on the, on the program with a uh, young band that is up and rising. I mean, these guys are really, really good. Now, I don't know how you feel about, you know, different genres of music, but this is uh, country, country rock, and it's, wow, it's just flat out friggin' hot. And I'm talking about John Jeffers from the band Whiskey Myers. I had a great conversation with him. I absolutely loved it. He was an absolute pleasure to talk to. I can't wait till they get to Chicago because I'm looking forward to seeing this band live They look like they'd be a lot of fun. Great, great music for sure. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my hole and I am going to get right on to it, right? With John Jeffers of the band Whiskey Myers, right here with me, Jimmy Warren on Guitar Talk. What's going on? Hey, man. Looks like a nice sterile environment. Must be a hotel room. (laughs) How are you? I'm good, man. Where are you guys at? 
We're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh yeah, well, it's it's hopping there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Where are you at? Outside of Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I was, I was looking at your calendar. You guys seem to have quite a few dates. You're back out there, right at it, huh? Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. We had uh, we had one. One to begin with in Texas, and then we got after it the next week for sure. We yeah. took this tour with uh, we're actually on a tour with Jamie Johnson right now. Oh, very cool! And uh, he had asked us to be with him about probably two years ago, yeah. and we'd taken the tour, and it just you know, you know, the rest is history. Just now getting on that tour. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. It's nice when you can hook up with somebody you know that you're you know, kind of compatible with, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Cool. His, his fans are pretty open to us, too. Be, us being more rocker and his, he's more country, they're still open to it, you know. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, you know, the country, it's, it seems to swing in so many different directions these days. Everything does. Right? Yeah, yeah everything does. does. So right, let's, yeah. let's talk about you a little bit, you know. Of course, the band's great. We'll talk about the band. Yeah. But I'm interested in you as a guitar player as well in that uh, one of the things that I, I know about you is, is that you're really kind of versatile. You can play slide, you can play lap steel, you can play a little bit of everything in that. And so I'm kind of curious as to, you know, what some of your early uh, inspirations or influences were. Um, yeah, man, my dad actually taught me how to play whenever I was actually myself and Cody, the uh, Cody Cannon, the lead singer. He, uh, Cody had brought over a guitar and I'd always heard my dad had played, but he didn't have one. I never saw him play. You know, I heard stories about my mom and dad and uh, I was about 17 and I didn't know, I didn't have any clue that dad had played my whole life. You know, I kind of played sports and I was zeroed in on sports. So my parents kind of just let me do that thing. Yeah. And then as soon as that guitar came around, it just came out of me and it came to life. And uh, it was pretty natural at first. And then I started hearing the rest of the story about my mom being in bands and I got to see pictures and all this, you know, my dad was a songwriter. It was kind of, I don't think it was, it wasn't withheld on purpose from me, but it was just, you know, I, that was the direction I wanted to take with sports and they just let me go in my direction. You know, as soon as music came about, they sent me towards music too, whatever I wanted to do. But influence wise, you know, they, we would records, old records, classic rock records were always on. Zeppelin was a big influence to me. Whenever I remember being, you know, about, I'd heard a whole lot of love a million times throughout my life growing up, but it really didn't get me till I was about 11 years old. And I heard that lead one more time and I was like, okay, I get that now. That That's really cool. I think, you know, that's something that's really cool. I understand what my dad's been showing me for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, all the classic bands, you know. Yeah. Did So did, was there, was there other outside influences though as well? uh in in different genres you know like some people grow up and they got other family members like an uncle that was in a country band or uh you know a cousin that you know did something else or somebody was a closet smooth jazz guy or whatever it was <laughs> did you have those kinds of influences too or was it pretty much just a straight rock i didn't man that was it that was it and yeah. um you know my grand i figured out that my grandpa played and you know he used to play more hawaiian music and he's he's got an old uh a 1944 j45 gibson which is a really immaculate scratch-free guitar. But, you know, he ended up, there really was no outside influence that came in. I always yeah. kind of, I guess, I guess it's just how I, I wasn't raised in the music, so I've never been indulged in somebody else's music. You know, I've never really been, uh, 
just, I, I don't really idolize anybody. I never really have. I've always just kind of stuck in my lane and tried to create my own stuff. And, you know, yeah. of course yeah. I do look up and idolize like playing with the stones. Of course it's an idol, you know, but right. I've, never, I've never just in, been so indulged into somebody else's music. I, I never really have had that. Yeah. So even now today, would you say that you don't really pay attention to a lot of what other people do? I mean, like, like somebody like myself, I follow a lot of guitar players, you know, period, just because I absolutely love the guitar. So I love the influence, different influences, but you know, I know there's some guys out there, you know, that, that that's not their thing. They like certain things, but they're not that deep into it. Right. Are, are you, are you that deep into the guitar or is it, do you view it as just something that you really enjoy doing and it helps you make a living? No, no, I'm definitely deep into the guitar. Yeah. I, I just don't look at others and try to emulate, you know, yeah. and I think, I think that's not only my own, not only my view, but I think that's our band's view too. You know, I, yeah. we take that for our songwriting and how we play and how we put together our show and our transitions and all that, you know, of course, you know, everybody kind of grabs from other bands and you do cool stuff. But I, I've just never really indulged myself into somebody else's yeah. so much and tried to try to emulate them, you know. But that doesn't mean I, I don't take guitar playing seriously. Of course, I, I definitely indulge in the guitar for sure. Right. Well, you know, I, I found out that a, a lot of a lot of play a lot of people that are great players or people that go on to be great players, you know, are are people exactly like you. You know what I mean? They they understand the influence that other people have, you know, they get, they, they grasp the inspiration, but they're, they're totally creative on their own. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to carve, you're trying to carve out who you are as opposed to, you know, trying to be the next, you know, whoever, you know what I mean? Uh, I think yeah. Cool. yeah. I've, I've never really, you know, yeah. I don't think I've ever really spoke to anybody about it besides you. Uh, this is the first time <laughs> I've ever spoken about that. So, but yeah, uh, that's that's how I feel for sure. You know, yeah. maybe one day I can be classified as one of those guys. I think I got a long way to go, but uh, that would be cool. Well, you never know, man. You might get forty years down the road, and you know, another another person like myself will interview you, and you'll be an inspiration to. Well, you know what? The, the truth is, let's let's just say this. Even now, you got to know that there's young people out there that are paying attention to you. You know, they love your music. They love what you guys are doing. And so there's young guitar players out there that are looking to you, you know, for, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to say they idolize you or anything like that, but they're definitely looking, you know, to you for, for some sort of guidance, if you will. For you sure. Know? Makes uh, sense. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I looked that way too. I just didn't really have anybody to turn to at the yeah. time. You know, there was no, I wasn't in the grasp of going to concerts. I lived out in the middle of the sticks in Mon Alba, Texas, you know, the closest thing to us, <laughs> three hours away going to Dallas. And, you know, we were, we were pretty poor growing up, so we didn't go to Dallas too much. Right. So I, I, I totally agree. People do. And now, you know, now age in time, you get to be seen a whole lot more. So. Yeah. I think one of the things that I love the most about this period of time, you know, speaking as somebody who was, you know, at Van Halen's very first concert in Chicago and stuff like that. But this period of time, there are so many bands like yourself. I mean, what I mean by that is young bands that are really, really good that have kind of diverted back to, you know, just just some good rock music. Agreed. You know I mean? 
Gene, and uh, man, my hat's off to you for doing that because that's one thing I can definitely say about your band is that it reminds me of you know the days in the '70s when music was just good. It was just it was just cool, you know, and it was guitar driven in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, we went through such a long period where we didn't have that. Agreed, man. Agreed. Thank you for that compliment. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, you know what? You're you're gonna you're gonna look back, you know, ten years from now, and you're gonna look at where you are as compared to where you were in this sterile hotel room. That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. COVID COVID free signs everywhere. The remote yeah. controls clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you when you were young, did you uh, did you get involved in taking lessons? Or are you pretty much self taught? No, pretty much self-taught. My dad, you know, he taught me as much as he could teach me until we met the other guitar player, Cody Tate, and he was better than uh, Cody Cannon and myself, and he kind of taught us more, and we just built it, and then we just built the band, and we were just very band-oriented, so it took us, you know, we just took gradual steps up and up and just got better and better and practiced, and, you know, we practiced more as a group than we did individually. Yeah. And we lived together for years, you know, so we were always practicing in the garage. Yeah. See, that's really cool. You know, there's a lot of bands that don't get the opportunity to do that, you know, to be in that kind of situation. And I find that the bands that, you know, like uh, you probably, you probably know the guys from Blacktop Mojo. Oh, yeah. They're they're actually from our neck of the woods. Yeah. I mean, they all live together, you know, they all, uh, you know, they take a lot of influence from one another and, Sure. Shut out the rest of the world. That's really cool. Yeah, man. So, so you learn to play. You learn to play slide, and you learn to play lap steel. I mean, you just come up with that all on your own. Just, I'm, I'm going to learn how to do this, yeah. and just did it. Yeah, I just saw a, a, a 46 Gibson Century Six lap steel hanging on the wall at a local music shop. I was like, that looks cool. How much is that? Five hundred bucks, and then just learn how to play. That was yeah, like, yeah, and the slide. <laughs> I always wanted to be a slide player. So, you know, Derek Trucks, of course, I do look up to Derek Trucks. If you play slide, I'm sure you do. But, um, you know, he's a different story. He's a he's a different breed of slide player. To yeah. Say. yeah. But, uh, you know, we had Dave Cobb produce two of our records, uh, and he really helped me with the slide. He, he gave me a really rough time on the slide, so he really helped me. You know, we even had to like tape strings up so I could play it better. But he, he gave me such a rough time that uh, it really helped me a little bit. So, and yeah. all the guys like, oh, it's, this sounds like a slide song. So, John, you should play the slide. And it's like, well, I'm not very good at the slide. <laughs> so, eventually, <laughs> if you keep right. saying, John, play the slide, eventually you just got to, you got to learn how to play it. You know what I mean? Right. No, I think, that, I think that's good. You know, I think it's really important as a guitarist you know, to be well-rounded in a lot of, a lot of ways, you know what I mean? To be able to, and and that's another one of the reasons that it's really good to have so many different influences right? because those things help make you a rounded person. You know what they I mean? Do. Yeah. Yeah. As musicians, man, if you get stagnant, you know, if you get, yeah. we, we don't like being stale or stagnant, you know, you can right. only do one thing for so long and it's like, you can try to master one thing. Well, you can't master the guitar first of all, you know, right. but like, if you just get stale for too long, you get like, well, let's find something new. You know, half of our songs were born from, we didn't know how to play in different tunings. So we're like, okay, let's look up some tunings. It's like, what is model G? 
And, you know, I've wrote like four or five songs in Model G because I've tuned it one time and it was like, that sounds cool. Wrote a couple of songs in the tuning, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then before yeah. you know it, everybody's, you know, it, it's everything's kind of a pretty grassroots effect for us. It's just like pick it up, learn it, do it. Yeah. Fly by the seat of your pants. And, and that's probably why you've had some of the success that you've had, you know, because, you know, when, when you're when you're creative like that, when you're hands on and creative like that. And let's face it, you know, listeners are looking for originality. Right. Nobody wants, you know, if they want to hear Tom Petty, well, then they'll listen to Tom Petty on their, you know, on their stereo or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. They sure. want something original and and by being able to incorporate all the different aspects you do, you right. know, it's cool. Cause when you look at guitar players, like, let's face it, guitar players, like David Gilmore, right. A lot of people would say, okay, well, David Gilmore is kind of a one trick pony. His sound is the sound and that's that. But when you really tear down everything that the guy can do, it really goes into, well, he can play slide. Yeah. He can play lap steel. He can, I mean, he can literally do it all. Yeah. I agree. And that's what helped him, you know, be as successful as he has. Because yeah. He brings yeah, and the creativity, whenever you, yeah. you expose yourself to being vulnerable, if that makes sense. Like if you expose yourself to sucking, you know, <laughs> then, then the, the creativity can come out, you know, it comes out of nowhere. Right. 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 So sometimes you got to suck to get better, I guess. That's it right there. And so, so let me ask you this. And so when you're playing live, or even in the studio, do you take risk or do you map everything out? No, no mapping out. No, we don't do that at all. Uh, no yeah. charts, no maps. Everything's by ear. And uh, definitely take risks, you know, because yeah. we can always do another take. And a lot of that's the good thing about now, day and times. But if you're not taking risks, man, then you're not, you know, you're going to sound the same like you sounded on the last record. Right. You got to jump out there and be vulnerable. Now, what about live? You know, like when you listen to an album and you hear the guitar solo, okay, that's it. And when you go see a band live, some guys will do that same solo or or something really close to it because that's what the fans are expecting. And then there's other people uh, you know, that will yeah. just, this is a live thing, so I'm going to give you what I got tonight. Yeah, I, I tend to stay close. I, I, I land around enough to give you the lick that's the noticeable one, but everything right. else is free game live. It's go yeah. off, do your own thing. There is no rules when it comes to the guitar leads. It's like, go for it, man. You know, and we have extended versions. We don't do everything we do live is just uh, not what you hear on record. Yeah. We try to capture that, but there's just something that the energy live, just it's not the same thing, you know? Yeah, when you when you pretty much choreograph everything mm -hmm. down, to, down to the note, you know, it's... Uh, it's difficult, you know, to have that interaction, that experience musically with the other people on stage. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you, you're feeding off of one another. You're just going crazy, having a good time. And feeding off the crowd. You're feeding off one another. Everything changes. You know, yep. stuff, nothing goes the same, you know. It's, you just it's, get, uh, it's magic. Just get locked into that conversation between instruments, you yeah. know. Yeah. And when you, when you reach there, it, it's euphoric, man. It's, whenever you get in that, it's, yeah. uh, it's one of the coolest moments in the world. When, the, when everybody, the crowd, the stage, the, you know, whenever everybody's locked in, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk about your gear a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you know? I've got a uh, – the guys are actually doing sound check. I, would, I wish I, we could have set it up a different time. So all my guitars are on stage right now, but I'm in the hotel yeah. room. But, yeah, right now I'm running a uh, – I've got – I use Vox AC30, uh, uh, hand-wired. I've got two stacks um, with Blue Al Nico speakers in them. And I run uh, pretty much all Gibsons. I use yeah. uh, a lot of Les Pauls. I just got a new 335 uh, Gibson 335. It is a Black Beauty special. Oh, okay. We made a couple rounds of those in 2018, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I, I land around all Les Pauls and SGs, all Gibsons now. Yeah. So do you got an endorsement with them at this time? Um, we've worked together quite a bit, but we're not yeah. we're not fully involved. I got a meeting with him uh, actually Thursday. So, uh, yeah. so we do a little talking, but they've always been good to me and I've always loved those guys. So they've yeah. given me a few instruments out on the road, loaners, and we've had a good relationship so far. So so what is it about, uh, you know, a Les Paul or a 335 that appeals to you more than, you know, let's say a Telecaster or a Strat or, you know, something yeah. of that nature? Yeah, I love Fender too, man. I, I own some yeah. Telecasters. You know, I keep them in the yeah. house. I own uh, quite a few Telecasters. But um, Cody Tate, our other lead guitar player, his his uncle before he passed away, he gave me my first guitar that was a, uh, it's a 94 Les Paul Standard. <clears throat> and it's my main guitar that I still use. It's my baby, you know. But uh, I think just right then I knew that was me. And then every time I touch something else, my hands just don't fit a Fender or any other guitar the same way. That's, yeah. it's, it's part of me. It's in it. So you like you know, that chunky neck, huh? I like the chunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I like my back to hurt a little bit whenever I, whenever I play. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're playing a 335 or a, an SG, your back's not going to hurt. Not at all. Not at all. There's, there's something special. So, so what's your what would you say is your number one? What's your number one? Guitar? That's a that's my black '94 uh, Les Paul. Yeah. What yeah. kind of pick? What kind of pickups are in it? I've got a uh, Demarzio Super Distortion in the back, and I've got a oh, man. I can't remember what I got in front now. Now that you said, I, I just my pots just went out and I was replacing it. Hell, I can't remember. Right yes, yeah. I'll hit to you in a minute. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I yeah. was just curious because I, I really like their burst bucker pickups. Burst buckers. Yeah, I love the burst buckers. I've been looking at some cream tees. You ever yeah. used any cream tees? No, I haven't used them, but I've I've played a guitar with them before. Really? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Billy Gibbons had a uh, one of those whisker buckers. Oh, I'm yeah. interested. I think I need to try one. Yeah. 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 Well, if he's using it, fun. if he's using it, you know it's unique. So. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are are you a guy that goes straight into the amp? You use a lot of pedals. You got a rack system. No, I don't. I don't use a lot of pedals. I'm, I've got a. Uh, I use a reverb, and I use an echo as a slap back, mm. and uh, I use a red snapper distortion that's for leads only. And everything else is, I mean, it's pretty much straight into that. Yeah. I, I use a lot of volume pedal, but uh, yeah. no crazy effects. It's pretty much straight in. I don't use a compression pedal either, which yeah. uh, is kind of abnormal for a lot of dudes, especially slide. You know, yeah. it, can get, uh, it can get pretty uh, hard for the engineer out there, but he's lenient with me. So, <laughs> yeah, no compression. So everything, it's, it's pretty much, I'm pretty much running a Les Paul through, through a Vox AC30. Yeah. Well, you know, it's nice to keep it stripped down like that. So when you go into the studio, are you using that same rig 
or are you using? I have before, oh, yeah. but I stick, I land around the boxes. I've, I've, I've used 61s, you know, 64s, 63s. I'm all in the 60s every time we go to studio. It kind of just, it fits my sound and it, I think it kind of stands out that the, the, our listeners will know which one's myself and which one is Cody, the other guitar player. They can kind of distinguish who is who, you know? Right. And so is that, is that something you guys purposely set out to create that, that difference in your tone or is it something that was natural? Um, it was natural at first for me to go lean towards the Vox. Whenever we yeah. see, you know, whenever that gears in there, of course I gravitate towards it. Cause I've always been, I'm actually endorsed by Vox. So, I mean, I've always okay. been, straight on board since I first played them. But as soon as I plug in and play through it, everybody's just like, well, duh, you know, that's John. It's pretty clear. That's yeah. his tone. We don't really need to venture too far. We'll just unplug from one Vox and plug into another Vox and see which one of the four we need to use for the song, you know? Yeah. So my whole thing in studio ends up later on guitars. So I'll run through, you know, 61 SGs and, and specials and I'll run through you know, six to eight guitars through the same amp and try to find who's, who's got the right tone for the song. Right. For, for Cody Tate, the other one, you know, we try to, he can, he's more, he, he runs Fender mostly through everything, but he's pretty versatile. We'll move him amp to amp to try to, try to find what he needs to find to, to land around the, the tune. Right. Because mm -hmm. you guys, you guys purposely try to, try to make it so that you have a distinguishing different sound. Yeah. For sure. We do need to be distinguished because right. we do have three guitar players, you know, Cody yeah. Cannon, the, the lead singer, he plays a rhythm guitar too, you know, most of the yeah. time. So whenever we're cutting a track, we do need to, uh, everybody needs a separate deal on purpose for sure. Right. Yeah. Cause it would really stink to all have the same tone playing uh, the same, yeah. playing the same G chord in the same G form. <laughs> the same app and the same guitar. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, why, why bother? You know, why? Uh, yeah. sure. so, so, so what is it like for you working in a band where you do have so many guitar players? Um, it's cool, man. We're a guitar yeah. driven band. Like you, like you yeah. said earlier, you know, we're based off of that. Um, we've always been that way, guitars out front, and uh, we work really well together. But we've lived together, we grew up together. Wow. You know, Cody and myself, uh, are, we've known each other since we were three or four years old, playing ball together. So it's like, uh, it comes pretty natural whenever we go to create music. You know, there's not a lot of bickering and fighting and, and BS, you know we've been through that growing up as kids we've had we've had our issues before but right. they're very easy to get over you know? right so mm -hmm. so so you guys there's no ego or no no issue like that in, uh, and if there was you just go out back and duke it out right and handle it pretty quick and whenever we wake up tomorrow man it's all good yeah there you go that's you know, cool. of course we get into it but it's not yeah that's it's cool. not it's not a you know it's not going to do anything. We got into it before when we were 10 years old or 12 or 15. Right. It didn't really right. make it, you know? Right. So, so uh, the, I, I saw that you have a single out. Is that correct? You got a single? Um, not, not yet. We just finished recording in January. But well, it should... I, I heard one on Spotify earlier. What did you get out? Yeah, it was, where the heck? I'm sorry. Uh, you... Sticking and moving. Oh no 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 that's that's a that's a that's a different guy. But th that, they did just release that. Yeah, that's a Reed South Hall guys. Yeah yeah. 
I thought it was you guys. No, they did just release that though. That's crazy because when I pulled up, 